0: This is an Area Code podcast. Hey guys,
1: welcome Hey we guys, doing? welcome
0: to Sweet <laughs> Tea, the place for delightful <laughs> conversations about tough topics.
1: You were excited about doing it, huh? I was. It was my moment. <laughs> it was my moment. I feel you, fam. I feel you. <laughs> yes. So I'm your Wednesday.
0: host, Portia Collins, and I'm here with my <laughs> co-host, Jasmine Hole.
1: Forty days and forty nights of trying to uh, return to podcasting. Your are girl has eating. had bronchitis. I know, I know. And we Ain't were nobody all, got I, time for that. I'm telling you, like especially now with the Rona, I know you probably were like everybody for your was life. like,
0: "Will you get tested again? Are you gonna get tested again?" I was like, "I'm not gonna go get that thing stuck two feet up my nose to tell me that I have <laughs> asthma. I already know that I have asthma."
1: Right, right, right. Absolutely. But I did.
0: I got two negative tests. I'm like, once you get two negative tests, I'm not going. That, that thing is torturous.
1: Oh, I know. You ain't got to tell me. You know. I'm I like, y'all trying to
0: scream on my brain or check yes. me for Rona? Just like, yes. what are we doing?
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm, I'm glad okay. I'm that okay. we have finally uh, made a return after our brief hiatus,
0: girl. But listen. I we had to record this podcast like first thing in the morning because by the middle of the day my voice is always like gone because I'm still getting mm-hmm. back on track. And yesterday, I was supposed to be saving my voice for class, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Your girl was going in on the Instagrams. <laughs> in.
1: Oh man!
0: Ask me what about? Ask me what about?
1: So Jasmine, tell me <laughs> what were you going in about? People kept asking me, Jasmine, what's your opinion
0: on the SBC's um, seminary president's statement on critical race theory? I have been so clear from beginning to end. In fact,
1: I'm not even going to say
0: it. Portia, what is my position on critical race theory?
1: I mean, first of all, let's even back up and say that you are way more conservative than what people give you credit for. Way. <laughs> way more conservative. Yes. And so the fact that I don't know why people are, are constantly trying to make you a critical race theorist or Marxist or anything, but if you just remotely read your writings or like blogs or... Or even I hate to even go here and say this, like, who reared you? You know <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you he taught you about critical race theory.
0: <laughs> what you think? What do you think happened?
1: Right. Your girl was
0: homeschooled. Literally by him.
1: Right, right. So I don't I don't understand why I guess maybe it's because you are very vocal about race and issues issues that I do think need to be discussed and a lot of times publicly addressed. Absolutely. But to try to peg you as this like crazy liberal, who... or to just
0: even say like, okay, fine, you can talk about race as long as you equally talk about how dangerous race theory is. And it's like, why, why are we, we giving talking, that? Right? Why are we giving that airtime? Like, right, why aren't we talking about the thing that I actually believe in? The thing that, the ethics that actually matters to me. Right,
1: right. Because honestly, really, I, and, and this is just me. Y'all can call me real spooky, wookie, charismatic, whatever. Um, but I just really believe that this is Satan's way of distracting us from what is most important. Absolutely. And so it's like, people out here are what I, I really call it, it's like a form of gaslighting almost where you are diverting attention away from what the real issue is Yes, to avoid talking about it. So you you're really pushing this. Like, I don't think that there is any, I don't want to say any, cause I, I can't make that generalization, right, but right. most, most Christians would agree that there are gross problems with, critical right, right with the theory. entire
0: like and with enti- the
1: entirety of yes, the of,
0: yes. of the philosophy of the thought process now is yes. a wrong is a wrong clock right two times a day absolutely yes. <laughs> absolutely so they right. have eyes i'm sure they're pointing out some issues right that are real right. issues right but because their answers aren't based in the scripture why would we expect them to have it right
1: come on girl like, I
0: literally on my Instagram, I was like, I wrote, I wrote a literal book, like an entire book on the issue of race and justice in the church, mm-hmm. and was painstakingly mm-hmm. careful. I defy you to find an ounce of me espousing true blue CRT in right. Mother to Son. Right, but it's like even me laying out the ethic that I do believe in isn't enough. I also have to be equally on the offensive. About what I don't believe in, and see, mm-hmm. here's where I'm clever, p money, because mm. that's exactly what we're talking about today.
1: Come on, girl, Just,
0: and I'll give let it- you because this is this is your topic. No, no, you told I want me. You,
1: I, I want you to give us. I want you to give us a. Well, I'll go. I'll go back. I'll, I, all right, I will start. So today we're going to be talking about so basically i was doing some reading um for <laughs> a crazy thing and don't y'all ask me about critical race theory and nothing else because listen i ain't even got time for that y'all know what my focus is and you know i'm a bible believing christian so don't even come for me so the reason why i said that i go to uh <laughs> one of these seminaries mm, just tell them i'm <laughs> I go to uh, heard southeastern. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm just letting them know. So don't like because somebody's gonna say, "Oh, well, you're at southeastern. How do you feel about this?" It's like, this. tell
0: me what you think. That's not my department,
1: right? That ain't my department. I ain't got. I ain't got time Was for there this. something with
0: my signature on it? Did I put right. my picture on it? Did I say right. Did I? Did I? Did I ring your bell? Because I don't think that I did.
1: Right. I'm there to get my education. I have been pleased with the education that I've been getting. I Had and your butt so, at RTS
0: though, but I digress.
1: I mean I know I'm sorry I digress. I'm
0: sorry. Cause you okay. know who ain't made no statement about critical history <laughs> None of these Presbyterian seminaries oh, RTS gonna... is not technically a Presbyterian seminary But RTS I ain't heard nothing from Westminster right. I ain't heard nothing from Covenant This is some right. Baptist drama <laughs> And that's all I'm saying. I'm not even Baptist y'all just go over there Dunk your people And talk about CRT That's not my business
1: now, Look, You know I am a dunker like, oh, look. That's not my business That's not my business! Anyway, so yes, I go to Southeastern, and this week is, I actually take my final, oh, I was going to say tomorrow, today, I got to take my final at some point today for my New Testament class, but I was doing some reading, and came across, it's a book, actually the book is called 40 Questions, I thought I had it right here, 40 Questions about historical Jesus, Mm. and... In there, um, and I've kind of been alluding to this a little bit on my social media yeah. about like why Christ chooses. If you look at how he refers to himself, the uh, terminology that he uses the most to identify himself is son of man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, of all the things that he could have called himself, he could have called himself the king, the messiah, the Christ, even though he knew who he was. He refers to himself most as son of man. And so it's like, why is this? Why does he kind of even push away a little bit from uh, actually saying the Messiah? And it's because he's very careful for... It's almost like, don't get this twisted. This is not a a political thing. And so Mm -hmm. then that brought me to the question of... When you think about it, especially today where people try to peg Jesus as this violent, basically, insurrection, insurrectionist. And so, like, that's the question today. Was Jesus an insurrectionist? Like, who was he? What was he as it pertains to matters of, like, government and authority and how how all of this plays out? What, who was he? What was his motive? What was his focus? How does he identify himself? If
0: Jesus came in 2020, would would he he
1: be on the rampage
0: either for mm -hmm. or against Mm
1: -hmm. critical race theory? Would
0: he be on the rampage either Mm -hmm. for or against President Trump?
1: Mm -hmm. Would the
0: focus of his ministry be the same as our focuses are right now?
1: Come on. Oh, baby. I'm so, I just want to shout and throw my shoes right now. It's just, and because... and hear
0: me, hear me carefully here because people can have, people can have different callings, different focuses. Agreed. Okay. So Jesus's purpose on earth, for instance, was not to get married and start a physical family.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: wasn't in the purview mm-hmm. of, of his calling, mm-hmm. but it's very important how we choose to engage the world. And what mm-hmm. our priorities are as we engage the world, regardless of mm-hmm. where our individual callings are. Come on. Within the world. Mm-hmm. So, no, Jesus wouldn't have written mother to son. Jasmine did that. Okay. Right. Jesus right. has a, had an entire, entirely different ministry, entirely different focus. Right. But in writing on the topic of race, <laughs> did I prioritize the same things that Jesus would prioritize? Uh-oh. Yes. You know, like it's
1: so ultimately. Um, I'm sorry, somebody over here is cheerleading she with look, me. Amen. You amen. know, Anytime. but absolutely, like I think that's the thing. And, and oh man, it's like so many places. I don't even know where I want us to start because I was just reading through scriptures last night and I was like, you know, the bottom line, I think the consensus that everybody can agree is that the Lord was about his father's business, Mm -hmm. alright? That was his primary focus and the way that he lived, it's a particular way, it's almost as if he is not, um, he doesn't allow himself to get caught up in things that could become an issue and could just really absorb all of his time Mm -hmm. and he could be arguing with somebody about all day long, he doesn't allow himself to go there. He's very, I always think about how he says, be um shrewd as a snake but gentle as a dove, and yes. this is exactly what he models. There's a scripture that I want to go to, and it is so Luke, the 20th chapter, 22nd verse. Just a little bit of context the Pharisees approach Jesus, and once again, they on some slick stuff. They ain't coming because they got genuine inquiries, because they really want to know, because they are trying to really get some type of godly which
0: which BTW ain't nothing new under the sun. I cannot tell you how many times people come to whatever influencer X Y Z with questions that they think sound innocent, but but they really trying to be
1: right. They're trying to be (laughs) sweet, and so this is exactly what happens here. Um, The Pharisees are coming asking this question and they say to him um actually i'm gonna go into to verse 21 first they question him teacher we know that you speak and teach correctly see listen to that just patronizing him they're trying to be we funny. know that you know you on point yes. they're trying to patronize him and you know be real funny you know mm-hmm. teacher we know that you speak and teach correctly mm-hmm. And you don't show partiality, but teach truthfully the way of God. Like, just straight up patronizing him. And so then they say, is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And in verse 23, what does it say about Jesus? But detecting their craftiness, I'm reading from the CSB, by, by, CSB, by the way. He says, but detecting their craftiness, he said to them, show me a denarius whose image and description does it have on it or does it have and then they say caesars all right and he says well then and they didn't told, see it coming they didn't even see it coming they're just like, like <laughs> that, right right they don't even see it coming he, he about to like hit Jesus. them with the one two Pile, right? He's like Caesar's face is <laughs> there. He's like, I got a two piece for you. Coming right, right, up. right, right. And he says, "Well, then." He told them, "Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God." And in verse twenty-six, it says they were not able to catch him in what he said in public, <laughs> and being amazed at his answer, they became what? Silent, hush mode instantly. Okay. So, yeah, let me break this down really break fast. Down. If, if you don't know what's
0: don't going go on here. Go okay, don't go fast. Go slow. Don't go fast.
1: Okay, okay. So, these religious leaders, these little know-it-alls, these little messy people, because that's what they were doing. They were Petty being betties. messy. Yes. They thought that they could trap Jesus up. Okay? And so, they were trying to give him a question where no matter which way he answered, he was going to be in some trouble.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: If he had said that it was lawful it to down. pay the tax to Caesar, then guess what? The Jews would have been mad at him. You know. He, they they would have they been upset with him. But then if he had said that it was not lawful, then basically, the Romans would have had grounds to arrest him for treason. He's like, God. And so, Go ahead. like, what they're trying to do is trip him up with something that is really in the grand scheme of kingdom mm-hmm. ministry is not important and Jesus discerns this and he does not fall into their trap and so he asked them to show a denarius and this specific coin was used to pay poll tax and on it was an image of caesar and so basically he's saying he was like whose image and inscription does it have they like Caesar. I mean, mm-hmm. what you, where you going? Mm-hmm. And so, basically, he tells them to basically give to Caesar the things that are him his, and give to God the things that are his. Really, what the subtle thing was? Whose whose inscription is on us, and whose likeness are we made? Mm-hmm. God. So he. Here is the thing. God. The Republican ab- Party. <laughs> tell them is that Ow. the right answer oh is that well, the likeness the republican uh, party well unfortunately wait today... before the
0: 60s or after the 60s because democratic party <laughs> which one wait <laughs> i know this one.
1: Oh, you are crazy but listen you know i am just like I'm, I'm floored because at the just the ability like jesus is the man like rhetorical
0: genius
1: (laughs) yes like we know this but just to see it play out and what we see here is not in any way does he undermine the value of human authority no but at the same time it's almost like he he's like Listen, I'm not, you You focused on the wrong thing right here. What we need to be focused on is, like, God, you know what I'm saying? Like, how Mm -hmm. do I want to put this? Is bringing into fullness what God's plan is. And even in God's plan, he can use human authority. He can use all of this. To bring bring, the, bring that into fullness, into fruition. And so what really, really, really just like stands out to me is that he illustrates to them, basically, I feel like, or, or not even to just them, to us. How do we operate as Christians with not, without allowing ourselves to get tangled up in frivolous debates that really weren't, like I said, weren't coming from a place of... of genuine right. so the right. first thing not from is, place of
0: understanding exactly right. the
1: first thing is he's discerning so mm-hmm. that i think that's the first thing that we need to take away is are we discerning when we engage in certain things like this like are we discerning what is the motive behind when somebody comes and say what is your position on critical race theory you right. know and i'm not saying that everybody is trying to set a trap
0: Oh, but it's something that I thought about yesterday, because like I got on and I was like, why do y'all want to know? And, you know, I had a couple of smart Alex. I don't mm-hmm. want to say Alex, but we on the podcast, so I'm gonna say Alex, who were like, well, if you don't want to talk about it, then stop bringing it up. It's like, no, it's not that I don't want to talk about it. It's I really want to know why is that mm-hmm. so important for you? hmm. Mm-hmm. And there were all kinds of opinions and all kinds of thought processes, but mm-hmm. it's it's just as a cross aspect. Are you trying to figure out how you can label other people critical race theorists? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How is that helpful? Are you trying to figure out how to examine yourself? Use the scripture for that. Are mm-hmm. you trying to figure out how to be involved in all these conversations that are going on mm-hmm. in the church right now? Is that bringing glory to God? Like it's ju- it's it's right. this. It's like a questionnaire that you can ask yourself before you get caught up in mess.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like that that's the thing that he's showing is it particularly in this scripture, like his his statements and his response demonstrate that like every part of life has reference to God. Even those parts where it involves, like, I need where we submit to governmental rule, mm-hmm. or we submit, it's like he's demonstrating that this can be used, but like they weren't. They weren't seeking to have this or to understand this from a perspective of how is God using government or how is God using, you know, no. the current circumstances. They were trying to trap him up. Exactly. exactly. They were trying to trap him up. And so I think that's what I'm trying to reiterate here is there is a place where an inquisitiveness may be good when we are trying to figure out, like, how is God using this? And, and sometimes we may not even figure it out fully because we finite, you know limited knowledge but i think there's a place for inquisitiveness when we are seeking to understand how god is using it for the advancement of his kingdom
0: well but But, and also there's this sense in which like it's okay to be inquisitive mm -hmm. about the nature of certain Mm -hmm. philosophies Mm -hmm. it's okay to be inquisitive Mm -hmm. about politics Mm -hmm. it's okay to be inquisitive about xyz where we get into trouble is when we start using our pet project as a litmus test for somebody uh-huh. else's salvation.
1: What? What you say, girl?
0: We get into <laughs> trouble when we start using our pet project and our pet interest as a litmus test for somebody's salvation. You have the freedom to be interested in politics. You have the freedom not to be. You have the freedom to go into all the ins and outs of learning about critical race theory and secular humanism and feminism and just deconstructing the heck out of ideologies and you have the freedom mm-hmm. not to too. Mm-hmm. And we are binding people's consciences and saying as a Christian, this is what it means to be a Christian in 2020. Mm-hmm. these are the priorities that you need to have. You need to vote this way. You need to think this way. Mm-hmm. You need to talk this way. And those things aren't coming from the scripture, but from the religious right. Mm-hmm. And the left is the left is guilty of this too. You saw that meme going right. around a while ago that was like yeah. Jesus was a revolution. You know, yeah, we,
1: flip, uh, flipping yeah, over yeah, tables. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, oh, oh, Jesus wasn't violent. See, so y'all missing the point. Yeah, not, you're missing it. Not you're not missing just, it. Yeah, not just for the purpose of going in and he wasn't flipping no. tables for a political. He was cause. flipping purpose
0: tables because his father was being just, the house of the Lord was being turned into
1: a a den of thieves, baby. A den of thieves. A a, a, a place of commerce. And there are two ways. There's two ways that
0: you can inappropriately look at that. You can look at that and you can be like, see, Jesus was not a fan of capitalism. He didn't like that they were buying, selling, and trading. Okay, Lonnie, liberal. Actually, he didn't like that it was taking place in the in the In the te- temple. The temple. When in that's the pla- not what the that's what the not the temple. Purpose. Right. And then you the- can go exactly. all the way up to the right side and you can be like, Well, see, Jesus flipped tables when he was upset with people who were doing wrong and people who were offending God. Okay, first of all, Jesus is God. So when he Come- flips mm. the table, that's a little bit different from from when we flip tables. hmm Come on. And also we need to be careful that we're flipping tables because we care about God's righteousness and not just because we care about our team.
1: What? What? So Jesus didn't saying? have to worry
0: about that, because his team was God. Exactly. We have loyalty. We his however We have God. divided we have divided fleshly loyalties, particularly mm-hmm. in our country of origin. Yes. Because we we are we live in the land of the Patriots, Portia. Mm-hmm. We live in the land of throwing tea into the Boston Harbor. Mm-hmm. We live into the land of telling the king, listen here, King. Mm-hmm. You have God given authority over us until you go too far. And we have a right when you go too far to tell you, king, to just back up off us. We haven't lost it since 1776. We're still just like, we're still the same way.
1: Exactly. We're waiting. And here's the thing. As if God at any point got off the throne and became oblivious to the situations or the circumstances that we were in. Now, before somebody, I hear somebody saying it. Well, if you feel that way, then, Portia and Jasmine, then slavery would have never come to an end. Or, it,
0: yeah. I, of like, course. of course. Like. And it's like, no, activism has its place. Come on. But listen here not everybody is called to be an activist in the exact same way. And we are using our particular pet activism as a litmus test for other Christians. Yes. Yes. We are expecting everyone to be as passionate about whatever front of this battle that we are on. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, look at God using all of us on all of these different fronts because mm-hmm. the front is secondary to the number one mission, which is the advancement of God's kingdom.
1: Ooh, but we've, swip,
0: we've swapped the places where the front is the most important thing. The front is number one. So sorry, Jasmine. I know that you love God and hate racism, but like, the front that you're allowed to be on is the anti-critical race theory front. Or like, sorry, Portia, I know that you care about God's word and teaching women, but the front that you're allowed to be on is the anti-feminist front. Mm. That's not my front. Mm -mm. More power to you if it's your front. That's not my focus. Mm -hmm. But see, you're turning your focus into a litmus test for whether or not I love God as much as you do. And then you're taking my Jesus and you're turning him into a mascot. A
1: pawn, baby. For the
0: way that you want to address the world and live in the world right now. Instead of the other way around. You're his pawn.
1: Come on. Everything, like, our thoughts, like, and this is what I always tell people. Like, when I approach God's word, my goal is, Lord, I already know I'm coming to this with my own little preconceived notions or just the way that the world has shaped me in some way whether i I realize it or not and so lord when i'm coming to you i need you to dismantle every single part of my Mm -hmm. wrong thinking Mm -hmm. and transform my mind and my heart so that i will see things like through your lens through your view, like what, what is most important? What is paramount? What do you care about? Help me to care about the things that you care about. Help me to focus primarily on the things that you want me to focus on. And sometimes I don't think that we approach God's word that way. We approach it. Instead, let me find a way to justify my already developed line of thinking and i'm going it's more to important. use yes go, go ahead you go, no you go. Say, you go i was just gonna say because you know i i'm basically i need the lord to support my way of thinking and so i need to show people examples see this is what you know jesus did and it's, it's like you're doing this backwards man
0: yes you are you're trying to go in and find things that support your worldview instead of starting the, your view of christ from the text and yes. people pick and choose. They pick yes. and they choose. It's like when we want, when we want Jesus to be the lion of Judah, he's flipping over tables. Come you on. Know? He owning them Pharisees. He, he, okay, but when we want Jesus to be the lamb, then we're like, well, yeah, but you know, Jesus, he fed people, right? Mm-hmm. He washed mm-hmm. the feet of the disciples. Mm-hmm. He, he, Hung on a cross instead of hopping down and smiting everybody underneath him. And instead of seeing Jesus as this complex God of the universe who is all things perfectly all at the same time. We want a caricature of Jesus that fits whatever our preferred narrative is.
1: So we zoom in on the passage passages that fit that narrative. And let me tell y'all something. I don't know. I can't take credit for saying this because I feel like some theologian said it, but I've adopted it. Adopted it. And I will add to it. Heresy is born when we zoom in on one passage of scripture mm-hmm. without taking into context everything else. Like everywhere else. So like like exactly what Jasmine just said. If I just zoom in on those moments where Jesus is the lamb without taking into context. that there are examples in the Bible that shows what, that he's a lion, then okay, I can develop a whole theology mm-hmm. on a one-sided something just because I chose to omit other areas yep. of the scripture. And we do it all
0: the time. We do it all the time.
1: All the, all the time. We do it
0: with womanhood. We do it all the time.
1: With every, we do it with, every. with race
0: and justice. We do it all the time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And listen, we do it all around. Mm-hmm. Okay? We want to talk about submission. Sarah. Just Sarah. Uh-huh. Only Sarah. Deborah doesn't exist. JL who? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. up, you right, I was, right. Reading, I was reading Second Chronicles, and I think Josiah went to talk or sent somebody to go talk to a prophet. And I, le- I was listening to it, and I rewound it. I was like, wait, hold up. this is probably a woman. Wait. <laughs> Thirty years old. I've been a Christian since I was six years old. That's almost twenty five years. I didn't even know that there was a female prophet in the Bible. I was I was confused. Look, I was like I literally listened. I listened to. It. I had to find it. I was like up. girlfriend, right. and she was right. saying and she was saying the word of the Lord. I was like oh snap, right? Because you know the emphasis for me has always, was always like submission was always this right. one area of what it means to be a woman. And then on the opposite side, we can go into the only type of womanhood is the type that drives a tent peg through somebody's head. It's never the type that serves. It's never the type that takes the second place. It's never the type that, and it's like, actually womanhood is varied and multifaceted because women were created in the image of a varied and multifaceted God.
1: Mm. So come on, come on.
0: It's uh-huh. not either or. And I think so much of people asking these questions is like, which binary camp do you fit in because you're either for us or against us? And it's like, I'm not worried about us. I'm uh-huh. worried about God. So like being on your team and being on your squad and like checking off all the boxes for your squad is not my priority. At all. At all. You're not going
1: to use me as a pawn. To you're advance. not. And just because
0: I-, I have brown skin and I'm a conservative Christian, you're not going to use me as your mascot. Sorry. Right.
1: Right. Sorry. Absolutely. Right. Because ultimately, our focus, and if you if you ain't got it already, we'll make it clear for Crystal, you. Crystal,
0: please, make it clear. Put it on the bottom shelf.
1: Listen, the one who uses us as a mascot is God. That's okay. it. Okay. That, that is, like, what we want you to know. <laughs> be like, Jasmine, go
0: it. over here. I'll be like, sure, yes. Right. Do what now? Close right. my mouth? Absolutely. Right. Say that? Okay, I'm going to say it. Right. <laughs> That's what I want to be doing.
1: Same, same, But I
0: just, I have been in, I have been in places in my life and I'm honest about it. I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. about it. I've been in places in my life where my consideration wasn't pleasing God. It was, yeah, but if I say that, then this camp that's like, welcome me in is going to be really mad at me. Or like, if I don't say this in this camp that's welcome me in, is not going to like me. Right. I just really want to make sure that I'm like, because it's scary out there in the world. We want to be flanked hey, by folks who are going to have our back. And it's like mm-hmm. the lion of Judah has your back.
1: Come on, who who else do you need?
0: Gives us so much freedom because it's like there are Christians across all Mm -hmm. different spectrums who are focusing Mm -hmm. on all different things, and it's like you know what? Mm -hmm. Unless you are outright, just outright sinning, outright Mm -hmm. breaking a commandment of God, I'm gonna be Mm -hmm. like,
1: "Mm,
0: I don't see it that way. Right? I don't see it that way. But I trust the Spirit is at work in you. I'm gonna continue to obey God the way that I'm obeying Him right now. I'm gonna ask Him to help me to obey him and to help me not to fall into sin but my focus is not going to be on tugging you to fall in line with me my focus Uh is going to be praying that god is putting me in line with him people i was talking to a friend of mine yesterday i was so ticked off yesterday because i was like oh i got so many Uh i got a message from somebody who was like i wouldn't even know that you weren't against crt unless you'd said it and i was like really
1: but why because not? Because you though? ain't read my book.
0: I know. Because I was you, like, well, why, you why, don't. But why not though?" So, I was like, I was like, people Christians are so into the battle right now. They're like, "Where's yes. the fray? Who are we fighting? Who are we set up against? Who are we beating what up? I'm I,
1: like, "What did I just tweet?" You I was like, "Are are you running toward the fight or are you running in the opposite direction? Are you poisoning yourself?" They're to running un- towards
0: court? the Thank fight. You. They're like, "Let me fight. Let me fight." And I'm like, "Yo, Yo, Cindy Christian,
1: fight I your flesh. Yeah. Uh, what?
0: Fight your flesh. You want to fight? You want to square up? Fight your flesh. She's always there. She's always in need of some mortification. I was reading Ephesians 6 this morning and just reading about the armor of God and how our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against blood, but against rulers and princes. And people think that that rulers in there means like, oh, rulers, like voting for the right rulers. It's like, no, 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 no. The ruler of dark Darkness. darkness.
1: Satan, his imps, evil, all of that.
0: And you know what he wants more than the presidency of the United States? Your soul.
1: Come on, baby. He Your to, soul. He, what did he say? He he said, what Jesus said.
0: Like Satan. A roaring lions, seeking it, who he may devour. devour. He's trying
1: to pick you off. Come and
0: Ephesians on. 6, putting on the armor, it is not about, I gotta put on the armor of Christ so I can fight CRT. I gotta put on the armor. Yeah. What is all of Ephesians about? orthodoxy orthopraxy what does he focus on the body of christ Mm. the family Mm. he's he is focusing on first of all he focuses on our connectivity to god then he focuses on our connectivity to the body and his focus in the body is to show love and forbearance Mm -hmm. to build up to cultivate strong relationship that can withstand Mm -hmm. the schemes of the devil. We are strongest when we are in the bride of Christ where we're supposed to be. Right. Hashing it out with the people who love and know us best. Right. That's like the whole context of it. But then we just look at Ephesians and we're like, armor of God, let's fight. Square up, let's go. I
1: literally just taught on um, Ephesians 2 the other night and I ended up teaching on it and I'm trying to pull it up in my... Um, uh, I really wish y'all could see this. So I have this like knack for annotating the text, and I was annotating uh, Ephesians two, and I was just like, "Man, God, this is like so rich! Like what you are actually showing us." And I'm pulling it up now. I think the things that stand out most that we need to understand is when Paul is teaching in this in this particular. Uh, passage He's teaching. We know the Ephesians were Gentile Christians, they weren't Jews, and so Paul starts by telling them, you know, who they are the darkness. Um, uh, that like they were hang on, you need to be quiet, Emery. Be quiet. Uh,
0: quick the question: darkness. When you say the darkness, do you mean like um, the Democrats? Uh-uh. Do you mean Joe Biden? Uh-uh. Do you mean Donald Trump? Uh-uh.
1: Uh-uh. I mean, dark, the powers at work, the unseen powers at work.
0: Ruth Bader Ginsburg?
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean. I'm just like, spell it out for me,
0: Portia. Who is the darkness?
1: I mean, I did, you know, just based on the text.
0: Oh, you're going to base it on the text? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the prince of the power of the air. The spirit. That's, I'm reading just from Ephesians. That sounds spirit. like Donald Trump to
0: me. Are you sure?
1: That, I mean, I, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it just you know. I'm sure that Here's, Satan, here's, here's what's Satan interesting to me: at, is at work in the world. I don't know definitively who, how he used, but I know he at work here's in the what's world. Fascinating. And I, here's hmm? what's fascinating:
0: first-century Christians are in literal, physical Mm -hmm. danger Mm -hmm. for their beliefs. Mm -hmm. Literal, physical Mm -hmm. danger for their beliefs. And the God of the universe didn't look down and say, hey y'all, Nero's coming. And when he puts you in the Colosseum, I want you to fight, he's the enemy. I want you to fight back. I want you to take over his throne. I want you to toss him out. Mm-hmm. I want you to just, I want you to get up in that Roman Senate and do your thing. Cause that's my priority for you Christians is that you would just, you would just take over Rome, make Rome great again for Jesus. <laughs> Actually all of the disciples died terrible deaths.
1: With the exception of John who uh, died uh, by himself in exile, on the just Island alone. of Patmos. Just yeah, hanging out. out by himself just baby. so i think like if i'm a, if i'm an
0: apostle right mm-hmm. and god has given me the spirit of prophecy i'm gonna prophesy mm-hmm. and be talking about all them haters who about to crucify me upside down i got a conversation to have with you sir um, uh-huh.
1: you're the parent
0: and but they're like they they are just so still so come heavenly minded come that they're not trying to name names they're speaking transcendent truths that go beyond the social and political dynamics exactly. of where they because there was plenty to talk about, Portia. I mean, like, ancient history yes. is fascinating. There was plenty of political ish that yes. they could have been going into. Yes. But guess what? It wasn't their priority.
1: Right. And they recognize it. Even if it was, they recognize it. It's like almost they didn't take their circumstances at face value they knew that whatever was going on, even if we are experiencing this hardship, if we're being persecuted, mm-hmm. ultimately, like if I just stop at Nero or if I just stop at um, Caesar or if I just stop, I'm missing yes, the larger you're missing it. picture. I'm missing who the real enemy is. I'm missing what is really <laughs> going on and that is Satan trying to work to snatch people, to get people, to pull them and bring them into the fires of hell, to, you know, try to, well, I I feel like Satan ain't even oblivious to the the fact that he done already lost. Like, he knows that God won. Who can I get on
0: my way down?
1: Come on. I'm falling
0: down. Who I'm going to grab? It's like when I'm having a fight with my husband and I know I'm wrong, it's like, fine. But like, how much can I, how much can I stir up before I just, you going to get in here with me? You about to be wrong with me.
1: Right, right. And so, like, what I really find even interesting, like I said, when I'm looking at the text, and I was even studying Psalm 27 last night and just hearing, like, David, like, he talks about very real things that he's dealing with, probably because he on the run from Saul or whatever. But he talks about that in light of, like, almost understanding, like, the bigger picture. Like, <laughs> Lord, you know, people, evil is pressing everything around me if my enemies set up camp to make war against me ultimately lord i know that i am covered i am protected because i am in you so it's like he dealt with very real things it's like don't get it don't get it twisted y'all we're not downplaying the realness of you know abortion in our country yeah or the realness of you know all of the things right and were there
0: were there christians were there christians in these times who were called to be more involved in social as social aspects of right, uh, right. politics absolutely right absolutely right. but our point is that that is not the definition of right. faithful service can it be part of faithful service for some people absolutely, absolutely. but it right. is not the definition
1: because if you look at the Bible what examples are we given chiefly what are what examples are we given in the text primarily it's like we may hear a little bit or or from a historical perspective get insight on somebody where social activist whatever was their front but for the most part the Bible points toward how these people worked to advance the kingdom of God how God used them in different contexts mm-hmm. for his ultimate like objective and like just just like I said the other day, on my post, I was like, yes, Jesus makes war, but not in the way that we think. Not in the way that we want to make him make war. You know what I'm saying? His making war is against darkness and every part of evil and Satan and all, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think about I once again, another passage of scripture, I've been in Revelation, and just looking at When Jesus comes back in the description of him, you know, and how he, like, he's coming to make war. And I guarantee you he's not stopping. He's going to pull every part of evil and wipe it out. But he's not just stopping at that surface level of what you see. He's not getting tangled up. He's coming to get to the root of the problem. Mm -hmm. He's coming to, like, address, like, every part of darkness that has plagued this yes. world this is what he's addressing but he doesn't get distracted by some of these little things that are happening that i'm not saying they're not important but it's like they're he, not his- the
0: they're not the most important look listen i have a quote i have a quote for you
1: okay
0: <laughs> y'all can't even see how i keep on muting this thing to <clears throat> calm my <laughs> brains out what would things look like if satan really took control of a city Over half a century ago, Presbyterian minister, Presbyterian, ayo, minister, (laughs) Donald Gray Barnhouse offered his own scenario in his weekly sermon that was also broadcast nationwide on CBS Radio. Barnhouse speculated that if Satan took over Philadelphia, all the bars would be closed, pornography banished, and pristine streets would be filled with tidy pedestrians who smiled at each other. There would be no swearing. The children would say, yes, sir, no, ma'am. And the churches would be full every Sunday. Where Christ is not preached.
1: What? What was that last part?
0: Where Christ is not preached. If you guys haven't read Michael Horton's Christless Christianity, what are you doing? What are you <laughs> doing? Um, because, yes, this that's the heart of what we're talking about. All these good things. Pornography being gone? Excellent. Mm-hmm. Abortion being abolished? Please. Mm-hmm. Fathers being home with their children? Absolutely. Socioeconomic advancement for people who didn't think it was possible Mm -hmm. a generation ago, please. But if that's all we're worried about, if that's the top priority, guess what Satan gonna do with that? Oh yeah, go after those things. Go after them really hardcore.
1: Right, absolutely. Focus on great. Focus on good, good, good. As long as you don't preach Christ. Yeah, as long as as long as you're not
0: preaching the gospel of Christ, abolish pornography. Because my 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 goal isn't to get your husband addicted to porn. My goal is to take Jesus out of your marriage. Now if I can do that by addicting him to porn, that's what I'm gonna do. If I can do that by turning you into a legalist, I'll do that too. I'm not picky. He's not picky. He's not picky. Mm-hmm. So see
1: because ultimately, when you think about it. He know what, it's like, I know what my ultimate goal is, so I'll change my means any time, any place. God is the one
0: who's consistent with his means, because the Mm. means matters. Mm. He's the one who's holy. He's the one who's just. He's the one Mm -hmm. who sits in the heavens and never changes. Satan? Mm -hmm. Oh, he malleable. He -hmm. gonna bob and weave, duck and dive, and do what he gotta do to get you...
1: look look what does it say it said he he, um he he basically presents himself as an angel of light whatever you need right whatever
0: you need
1: come on whatever to trick you to distract yes so okay
0: if you want to yeah 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 talk about crt get real into it that's good that works for me because that's that's distracting you from applying the gospel in these areas Mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 no no it's fine it's fine it's fine vote for this person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep vote mm-hmm. for him go all out for him oh no the other person's winning your entire life is over because God is not still on his throne
1: yeah, right
0: <laughs> either way either I mean pick your pick your pick your four years right
1: 2008
0: 2016 2012 whatever election you want to talk about
1: right Same same bird different song
0: Same one Yep. Yeah. Anyway, you've been talking for a long time, girl.
1: uh, We have. Um, But I just,
0: we need to give some book recommendations.
1: Yes. First of all, the Bible. First, (laughs) First go read the gospel. Take a look at Luke and Acts specifically to get some very, very good. and, And just note, just look at Jesus and how he operates. Every time he's brought with a certain situation from the Pharisees or what, just, just, just pay attention. Don't even try to get super duper deep. Just Mm -hmm. read the text, make Mm -hmm. you a couple of notes here and there, you know, just noting how he responds. It's going to change your life. God's word is going to change your life. So yes, first recommendation, the Bible. Crisis Christianity
0: is another really good one. Crisis Christianity is excellent. Horton is excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, For a long time, that was the only podcast that I listened to white horse in. Mm-hmm. Um, I am currently reading Jesus and John Wayne.
1: Uh, I've heard good things.
0: I mean, so if I... you want to just look at the history of us being distracted
1: mm-hmm. by
0: so, it's so funny. It's so funny. And I'm a conservative. Nothing, so when nothing, people hear no me, when people time. hear me talk about conservatives, they're always like, ah, and it's because I'm brown. It's because I'm brown. They're like, <laughs> oh, you're talking about conservatives? I get okay, liberal snowflake. It's like, dude, I'm a conservative. I'm... Just what. <laughs> I've like never voted for Democratic anything. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um. So, anyway, but it's so interesting because the same exact people who say that social issues are a distraction from the gospel of Christ,
1: mm, what, what you about to say? Come on, come on.
0: Have a history of going after and talking about other social issues that mm-hmm. they care about and that impact mm-hmm. them. Jesus and John Wayne, it just, it's like, wow, a wow, wow. And like, when I'm saying wow, I'm not like poking a finger. I'm like, I have seen, I mean, there's names in there of people that I have fought, that I have in my mm-hmm. past fought. There's, it's, it's a good read and it is a sobering mm-hmm. reminder of where our focus and where our yes. priorities should be. I'm not finished with it yet, so I can't, like, you know, I I got, girl, did I tell you? Hold up. How about some comic relief? I was trying to, I was sick in bed. (laughs)
1: Okay. I was
0: trying to find a good book to read. I love to listen to audiobooks when I'm, like, laying down in bed. Mm -hmm. Found this book. It was so cute, girl. It had some time travel, some unrequited love. (laughs) some you know childhood romance like she loved him since she was a kid and they were about to get together it was just it was beautiful so I put on my Instagram I was like guys I'm like I was like three chapters in I was like this is so adorable I love it girl tell me why it went live huh the sex the sex came out and I was like my students follow me on Instagram and I'm like Uh this book is so cute Dude, I'm like, go back on and be like, y'all, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I got to chapter 11 and things kind of shifted. That's on me. That is on me. I take responsibility for that. I am so sorry. So Jesus and John Wayne, so far, so good. That's what I'm about to say. Now, Christ okay. is Christianity. I'm just carte blanche. You, good. You're right. good. You're good. All the chapters, right. you're good. Um, right. Recommend that other one, Portia. Recommend the other one. Uh,
1: 40 questions about historical Jesus mm-hmm. by... Oh, Marvin Pate. If I'm not mistaken, and what's the one I'm from...
0: thinking about? The red one uh, with the circles on the front of it. The red oh, one with the circle.
1: Um, Confronting Christianity.
0: I think that that no. fits this.
1: Yeah, I definitely think. Oh, that's just a general good book. Uh, yeah, Conf- Confronting Christianity by Rebecca McLaughlin. Yes, love her. Very also,
0: red. um, there's this other book that is written by um, this, what's her name?
1: Um, Jasmine.
0: Yeah. What's her last
1: name? Holmes?
0: Yeah. What's that book called?
1: Uh, mother to Son. Yes. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. The subtitle something like "Letters to a Black Boy on Identity and and Hope."
1: Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's another one that I heard it's good. I heard it maybe CRT. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think you just should read it. You <laughs> just read out, it and see. You, know? you should just read it and find
0: out. Um, as mm-hmm. always, the capital of Kansas is Topeka. <laughs> Um and okay, so reading Jesus and John Wayne has kind of like made my president song a little bit better. Oh
1: gosh, here we go.
0: So because I did not know that Billy Graham was like instrumental in like the election of presidents and stuff, I didn't realize that. Mm. So I was thinking.
1: No, really,
0: Portia?
1: Okay, I'm, I'm not saying anything. Go ahead. Why you always
0: me? gotta? Why you always gotta?
1: I, okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quiet and just listen to the song because I'm just trying to figure out like if I hear "Here Comes the General." No, like, it's not gonna because he wasn't a
0: general. He wasn't okay. a general. Okay, okay. but okay. but okay. Hold on, let me get my facts Let me get my s- facts straight I, I first. Gonna
1: say, what, so what, what you about to say about Billy Graham? Here comes. I gotta the make suicide. sure. No, 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 no. Listen, listen,
0: listen, listen. Because listen, listen. Okay, because they were all like they were all like Jimmy Carter he gonna be, listen, okay? Cause they were like, they were like, Jimmy, Jimmy, Christianity. Oh no, he's a weakling. We better flee. And so then they like flee cause they were like, he's weak. He's not a picture. Cause they thought they were like, Jimmy, that whole Iran controversy, like you weren't the big gutsy president that we thought you were gonna be. And so then rain comes along and they're like, they're like, you know, raise Presbyterian, don't go to church. But he's a manly man, so he'll get us out the lurch, <laughs> and then, yeah. Oh, and then you can talk about because Reagan, oh. and then you have to do one for Bush and Clinton. Can that can get edgy for the kids? And then you can talk about Bush, and then Obama. I just think, you know,
1: oh, my. I'm, oh.
0: and then for Trump, we could be like, "You're fired." We have that in there for something. We can mention Omarosa and you're fired. And then, yeah.
1: Dad, I'm going to just say this. And then for
0: Biden, we could be like, we did it, Joe. Like in the Kamala voice. I just, I think like this was more of a like more of a chant or a cheer than a rap, but I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. It's going to be good.
1: As always, guys, Sweet Tea is a podcast produced by the Area Code Network. To learn more about the Area Code Network, visit www.areacodenetwork.com. i I think i think you need to look look into um you know just stick to writing books fam (laughs) no listen because it can can help
0: the children we want to help the children
1: oh y'all i wish y'all could see me and like i got tears in my eyes i just don't know why
0: you don't take me seriously because I, I, I think
1: that's the problem, man, cuz <laughs> I'm like I'm concerned, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is Montpelier the capital of Vermont? Now, Is that real life?
1: I, I don't know. Like like I ain't mm-mm. I ain't got to New England like up there. I ain't. Mm-mm. So, I'm just still trying to work on it's, it's Sacramento, California. Is it, it's, Sacramento, California. Montpelier
0: is the capital of Vermont.
1: Ayy. Oh my goodness!
0: just oh, <sighs> Montpelier. Where you at? You listening? Shout out to Mont. Shout out to Montpelier, Vermont. Oh, shout out. To-
1: As always, Sweet Tea is a podcast produced by the Area Code Network. To learn more, please visit www.areacodenetwork.com. Peace, Jasmine. And your, with your capitals and your president chant and all these other stuff. It, you know,
0: what can I say? Okay, I'm just the, trying, to, I'm trying is, to educate the masses.
1: Listen, the Lord is using you in mighty ways. But that rap chant <laughs> ain't one of them. So, have a nice day. <laughs> Peace. This is an Area Code podcast.